0: What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad and this week we were joined by Jake Rattel of the band Subtleties. So Subtleties is an alternative rock band from upstate New York and these guys have been making music for about two years now and Jake is the the guitarist for the band one of the original original founding members of the band and they have been like I said making music for the last few years and it's really cool because uh just talking to Jake talking to him a bit about kind of the the process that they've gone through of of changing their sound and and kind of growing and maturing as a band and and seeing the um the new opportunities they they recently released a brand new ep entitled barely you and it's a culmination of multiple years of work but also um it shows a large array of of talent in terms of of genre and the ability to to kind of bridge genres and these guys are super awesome the band it makes great music and jake is a really rad guy so i'm excited for you guys to meet him through this podcast, but just like always, before we jump on in, be sure to head on over to Subtleties Instagram, Subtleties NY, and uh, give them a like, a follow, um, find their music on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, um, or if you really want to support them, go to Bandcamp and buy the, the EP there. Anyway, um, also swing on over to, to Jake's page, send him some love. And while you're at it, just come say hi and and uh, send some love to the podcast if you like it. And without further ado, let's just jump right on in. First off, thank you for joining me on the podcast, dude. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so um, I always like to kind of start out with just a you know quick little introduction. So uh, you know, tell us a little about yourself, and then obviously we can start talking about the band.
1: Uh, word. Um, I'm Jake. I play guitar in Subtleties. Um. I'm one of the founding members, along with Harrison. Um, yeah, we've been a band for about two years, and so far, so good.
0: Yeah, so far, so good indeed. <laughs> so you guys just barely released your your second EP, right?
1: Yeah, after like almost two years of not releasing an EP, yeah. Finally.
0: So uh So how's it feel?
1: It was it was incredible. Like, it, like we we've been writing this EP for, for it was like two two years in the making, and like there was so much growth, like all individually and as a band and just like, it, it was so much work and time and effort put into this thing. And it just kind of seemed like it never was never going to happen <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Like you're we like, is it, is this thing going to kill us? Like, are, are we going to get this thing out? So like having it out and having people listen and enjoy it, I, like we've been playing the songs live for like a year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it was, it's just, it's a really great feeling. I'll bet. Really is.
0: So what was, uh, so I guess, I'm sure there was a lot to this question, but uh, what was it that, that made it take so long for y'all?
1: Um, It was just like, you know, we we had a member change or two. Um, we all like, I, our producer actually says this, like we're all naturally slackers. Like that's what being in a band is. We don't want to do real things. That's why we joined a <laughs> band and so that a band is real stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like it was a lot of like schedule conflicts money conflicts personal conflicts like it was just like one thing after that the other and then like by the time we had the record done recorded mastered everything it like it was already such an uphill battle that like it took like such a big deep breath and like okay now now we got to do the rest and like we we set a date and like everyone totally like we all kind of not spaced on it but like we were just it was hard to get working on it. And then like three weeks before I just went on a tear to get everything done and it, it all got done and it all got done fairly well. So like it was, it was really, it's crazy to think about that. It's done. Like, yeah. I can't even express it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, uh, so obviously you said that, that it was two years in the making, right? Like it was songs had started being written two years ago.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of the stuff. So, we actually did pre pro for this EP. Like, I think it was, it would be two years this January. Okay. So like two months um, of like songs that Harrison and I had, had written and done. And only, I think, three out of five of the ones we pre proed actually ended up on the record. But, like, okay. Some, some of the songs that ended up on this EP, me and him wrote like over two years ago now. Yeah. So it's, it's weird to still be playing them and have just now having them out.
0: Yeah. So you, you said you've been playing them. I mean, I'm assuming you just started playing them as soon as you had them written. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Like we, we outgrew the first EP pretty fast. Like yeah. It, it, it was rushed. It wasn't our best. It was like a, we made a band. We need an EP kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So like we immediately started playing or stopped playing half of those songs live. So that left us with two songs actually released that we could play live. And then we had to make, you know, a set of between six and eight every time we played. So we played a lot of unreleased stuff for a while. Yeah. And like now every part of our set is out for the first time ever. So that's awesome.
0: Heck yeah, dude, I'll bet. So, uh, um, what were the, the three songs that, were written you know and initially pre you know pre-produced and everything what were the three that that made it on to the ep
1: uh streetlights the single that we released
0: uh-huh
1: um actually no it was just Hit. it was streetlights and attention okay um yeah
0: damn <laughs> <It was Hit. laughs> so um, uh so obviously you said things things changed in terms of obviously there's a lot of growing up a lot of conflict in terms of just Life in general, you know conflicts of time and and energy and whatnot so uh so tell me a little bit about kind of like the like the evolution as as you're preparing you know as you guys were writing and and preparing to release the e p what's what was some of the the um like changes that that occurred most most of all i guess
1: um i guess like the the main one would be our original basis left. Um, or like we parted ways with him and we got, and so after that we got a new guitarist, Dan, and a new bassist, Hawk. So like, you know, when me, Harrison, so when me, Harrison and Nick, like sat down with the songs and then looked at like our new talent, for lack of a better word, we were just like, you know, for the direction we're going in, these three songs really don't really match what we want to do anymore at all yeah it was just kind of like what worked for us then and it's not going to work for us now um and then like mulligan which is the fourth track on the new ep was a song that like dan just kind of started a riff and then i went over the riff and hawk made a line, and nick started laying down drums like that was a song that we all kind of wrote together yeah um so then like when the stuff like that happens, the old stuff that we didn't really want to release in any sense, it's really easy to push it to the side and be like, all right, no, this, this is the new stuff that needs to happen.
0: Yeah. Cause there's some gelling Um, going on there between y'all.
1: Yeah. And like, I, like I always say like Harrison and I are like the two main songwriters, but I like, I like everyone to have their input and their part on the record. Like for sure. It's not, it's not a vanity project for us. We want everyone to be there.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so obviously most bands don't start just to, you know, to be quote unquote famous, you know, as a vanity idea. But uh, what was it that that motivated, you know, you and Harrison um, to, to start the band?
1: Uh, so Harrison and I have been in bands together since we were like 16, 15. Nice. Um, we met in high school when I moved to his town. And like it was just kind of we, we were both like, you know, the traditional like band kids in high school. Um, and like when, when we met, like we were both just like, yeah, like I I write songs and whatever, but like, we both kind of have like fatal flaws as songwriters. And when we started writing together, like it became more and more apparent that like his weaknesses were my strengths and my strengths were his weaknesses. And like, he didn't really like writing lyrics, but I really did. But I was really bad at this thing. And he was good at this. Like, it just kind of worked out to the point where we were like, all right, we're, we're good at this. We should keep it up. And like, don't get me wrong, we wrote a hundred garbage songs
0: <laughs> like uh, everyone does
1: yeah and we were in this is probably our fourth band together so we 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 were in some bands that you know weren't gonna go anywhere or weren't that good or we were just in bands to be in bands yeah uh, but like th- this is like kind of the first mature crack at like being being musicians both together and with everyone else
0: yeah so uh um, I guess was there something that changed when it when it when you decided to start subtleties as opposed to the other bands?
1: Um, other I would say the thing that changed the most was like in the last in the last few bands, neither Harrison or I were really at the wheel at all. We were just kind of dudes playing in a band, which was yeah. fine for us. But yeah. like, and even when this band started, I kind of looked to our original bassist because he was older and he had been in um a couple of mildly successful bands before. So I like kind of hoped that he would do stuff and I didn't have to do stuff. Yeah. Um, But then it it became really apparent to me that like, this is the kind of thing where if you want it, you kind of have to go get it for sure. So like, this is the first band that I really tried to like pursue it in the best way possible. And then when Dan joined, he, he, him and I had like a very similar mindset okay. and him and I have a similar thing as Harrison and I do where like his strengths are my weaknesses and like we're both very opposite people, but mm-hmm. together we can do a lot of really cool work together. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like this is just like the first, the first real project that like is mature for lack of a better word.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so obviously you mentioned, you know, that, uh, that with the first EP, it's always winter here. Um, You said you grew out of it pretty quickly. Was that just because this was like, you took your a crack at it. You were kind of living with your old mentality and then, and then you started like evolving or what was it that made you grow out of the original EP so quickly?
1: The, it was kind of like a, you know, for this EP and for writing now, there's like kind of a screening period where like, we all listen and play the songs together and like, see how we drive and work on them. But like that first EP was Harrison and I both just had a few songs and we just put them on an EP. Like it wasn't really like a, it was like a, we just got out of this other band. We want to get something out. We want to start playing shows and stuff like that. So like, who knows the second track on that EP I wrote when I was like a freshman in college where like nobody Harrison wrote, like he, got high and watched a movie and then just wrote that. And like, we didn't, we didn't work on them at all. We were just like, all right, we have songs, let's record them and then go on. Yeah. Um, which was the, not the correct move, but it was <laughs> what we did. So but it got
0: you started. Uh, it was kind of the catalyst, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I, and I don't, you know, it was still our first EP. I don't really regret anything we did with it. It was a, a learning curve thing.
0: Yeah. Honestly, um, it's still great. I think it's an awesome EP. Obviously it doesn't hold a candle to, uh, to the new one, but, but it is still <laughs> really you. good. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, like we, we, we still like, we, we have our, our love for it, but it was like when we're playing stuff like the new stuff, live stuff like nobody and other songs off that record just kind of fall to the wayside. Oh yeah, in our for opinion. sure.
0: Oh yeah. So I'm assuming that, uh, in spite of of all the time and energy you've been putting into releasing barely you um, the ep i i'm assuming that there's been a lot of writing and and hashing out of, of new songs as well is that is that pretty accurate
1: we're getting there i'm i have a really bad tendency of getting tunnel vision and then getting exhausted oh, okay. so like i just i just did all this work for the ep and now Like I've just been shot the entire time. Yeah. And like Harrison's been talking to me and be like, yo, let's get some demos going and stuff like that. And I'll be like, yeah, like let we do and we need to do that. But like, we need to make sure that this EP gets out first. Like I just, I I'm very much like, let's do this thing. And then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. So like we we're in the early stages of like, I've been writing, he's he's been writing, but we have, we don't have like even close to a rough product yet.
0: Well, that's cool though. Honestly, I I feel like that's a major balancing act that each person has to um, kind of determine on their own is is how they're going to balance songs that they've written that they're looking to release that they've known for years, but people still haven't even heard because like you said, you know, it, they weren't released The the ep's been sitting in your you know you guys have played it a bunch but uh yeah but i've now just barely heard it for the first time because it's released right and so so there's a lot of that do you want to keep putting energy into something that that you've been putting energy into for two years but you kind of need to because people like me are now hearing it for the first time so
1: <laughs> yeah like it's good because like you know we we have feedback now like we, we all had our theories as to like what songs people would like the most off this record. And like, as per usual, we were all dead wrong. Yeah. So like now, now we have more of a galvanizing point to kind of be like, okay, so this worked, this didn't work. This kind of worked. Where do we go from here?
0: Yeah. So what did you guys expect to be like the hits?
1: Um, I expected we, first of all, we all expected control the first song to kind of do like to, be one of the more popular songs on the record. Yeah. But I think we we've by the numbers, like songs that we do that are quote unquote heavier just don't do as well as the other stuff. So like moving forward, that's definitely something to think about. But yeah. um the the big one thus far is Without You in October, which is the third track. Yeah. Um which which isn't terribly surprising to any of us. I <laughs> I wanted attention the second track to be like the one yeah but it's not unfortunately i love that song so yeah
0: much. yeah because it's it's kind of funny right because like control comes out with a hard banger it's just like boom in your face this yeah. is who we are and then attention comes and you're like oh apparently that's not yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah, it kind of catches mean, you
0: off guard and it's actually kind of a cool dynamic it's kind of fun
1: yeah and we we like doing that like we all listen to all different kinds of stuff like playing guitar i like doing both sides of like I like the heavy, heavy stuff, and I like the really bright, shimmery stuff, and like I really like incorporating that, and so does Harrison into our writing and into like our style of music. Yeah, and like it—it's fun to throw a curveball at people. Like it's fun to have songs like "Control" and so, songs like "Without and October" on the same EP. Yeah, like, yeah. It Honestly,
0: just, it's it's fun. It just gives it more variety, and it allows like it almost gives you guys um a higher ceiling because you're not limiting yourself or pigeonholing yourself you know
1: yeah 100%, 100% that's and like as as a songwriter Paris and I both like we don't want to write the same song like a different way 10 times yeah like that that works for a lot of people and I like a lot of music like that but like it's just not the way we roll i guess
0: yeah and i mean that's you've got to you've got to make it um work for you and and for your music cuz realistically you have to like the song enough to play it night yeah. in and night out, right? Like you have to be, you have to be willing to play this thing live.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is a very key factor.
0: <laughs> and it, I mean, so, uh, so with how, you know, how it all play you know, has been playing out as the, the, you know, people have been able to, to take it in. What's some of the, what's some of the feedback you've had?
1: Um, it's, it's really all been positive and cool. like, It would, we like for the first time when we released the single Streetlights, we released it with like this crazy video that, um, Burke, um, did at King Wolf Creative. Okay. And like the, the immediate reaction from that was like mind blowing. We were on tour. So like we were all together when we released it. Yeah. And like we were just all, all day just like seeing all the cool stuff and kind stuff that people were saying about it. Yeah. And like that, that song was like, Crazy important to me, and I love it. So, like seeing, seeing like just it out there and people reacting positively to it. It was just like it was such a cool feeling. Yeah, experience.
0: I'll bet, man. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, um, you know, when James reached out to me, he's like, "Hey, you want to interview this band?" I'm like, "Yeah, I friggin' dig this EP, man. It's super dope." And so, so yeah, honestly, it's it's kind of funny because to me um, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will, will probably, you know, confirm or deny this, uh, to me is, is I, I hear a lot of at the drive-in, um, you know, um, in terms of, of that record company, a lot of those bands on the, you know, um, at, no, sorry, drive-through, not at the drive-in that's a band, no drive-through records. Sorry. Um, but I hear a lot of those bands primarily, um, you know, some, some of the, the hidden in plain view, a little bit of early November, but then obviously some brand new and it's, it's kind of the golden era of music being re- uh-huh. rejuvenated and revitalized. And it's actually a lot of fun for me to listen to. Cause that was like the golden era. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like, so I'm, I'm 22 right now. Um, and like when, when we made this band, it was like right around the time that like, you know, all those bands and bands like census fail and taking back Sunday and stuff like that, they were doing like the 10 and 15 yeah. year anniversary records of like all the records that I still listen to all the time. Yep. <laughs> so, like the, the key demographic when we made this band was, you know, people in their early to late twenties or even mid thirties that like, you know, they, they really liked that, you know, that exact like, uh, drive-through records era of music, but like, there's not a whole lot, Coming out, that's quite like that.
0: Oh yeah, um, there's been a huge so lag. Like,
1: yeah, and like I think I I agree. Like that era of music was just freaking cool. Like oh yeah, it was it was honest and it was really like it was just great. And I will always like kind of hold that era on a mantle. And I think that this band definitely reflects that. Especially yeah. for me and Harry.
0: Yeah, and um, and like I said, I mean you guys knocked it out of the park because. Cause oh, uh, you. the, you know, it's, it's throwing back to Deja. What is it? Deja Nintendo or however you, um, yeah. the, you know, with some, with some of the brand new, but then like the hard hitting drums at times, very reminiscent of hidden in plain view. And, and then obviously, you know, some of the dueling vocals go into the census fail as well, or a census fail and uh brand new. And it's just yeah. super cool to hear. And, uh, and it's honestly the, the best part about it is it's not a rehashing of it. It's a, Reimagining of it, which I think is yeah. is really important because it's it's modernizing it. It's not trying to redo something that's been done. It's it's adding new life to it, and I think that's rad.
1: Yeah, I I mean I think that that's actually the best way that anyone's described it, including anyone in this band. Um, Like that's you you nailed it. The start. <laughs> well, what what and, we were trying to do. Well, I'm
0: glad I'm I'm glad that I uh, that I caught on because honestly. That's what, that's what drew me to the EP so quickly is I was like, wow, this is, this is very reminiscent, but also it doesn't feel like they were trying to copy that era. It just, it feels good. Hell yeah. So. <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah, man. That's so cool. So, uh, so you said that that was a big, a big focus of your guys was to kind of bring that attention back to that, that kind of era of music. Um, what was it that, that really motivated that or, or kind of sparked that idea for you?
1: Um, for me personally, like, um, I started listening to bands like that, like Taking Back Sunday, brand new, all that stuff, like when I was between like 10 and 12. And it was just like the one kind of like, you know, we all go through phases of whatever, yeah, crap out there now, yeah. Um, but like, it was just kind of the one thing that kind of stuck always. And like, you know, you go to these shows, I just saw Taking Back Sunday Live this past week, like, so phenomenal. Yeah, there like there's there's no backtracks. There's not like there's no gimmick. Like it's just it's just cool and it's, it's just good. raw music. <laughs> yeah, and, like you you can hear like you can hear when they mess up and how good they sound naturally. Like it's just it's you know for for like a produced style of music. I'm air quoting produced. Like you know yeah yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a look and it's definitely a feel. Yeah, like. For something like that, it's still very raw and emotional, and like I—that's why I've always just come back to it. Like all those records from ten to fifteen years ago, still just sound so natural and good. Yeah, and it's just—it's you can't really get that. It's not—it's not the same anymore. Yeah, it's still—it's still still cool and it's still good. It's just not the same.
0: Yeah, dude, drive-through records. I feel like was the. I I, I said it before, but the gold, the golden era, you know, the gold standard for me, because that whole, all the bands that were on that record label basically created just phenomenal music that just was raw and honest, like you said. And, uh, and I think it's cool that, that you guys were able to do the same thing. And, uh, I guess with like, with like your writing process, um, how like, when you guys were writing, how do you balance the, um, for lack of a better word, the subtleties of, of, you know, being too, um, transparent with also being kind of, uh, um, What's the word, um a little bit cryptic because obviously a lot of musicians they're they typically aren't gonna say things outright. There's gonna be a little bit of you know um theatrics there in terms yeah, of the yeah, lyrics. Yeah. so how do you balance that when you're writing songs trying to to keep it honest without being too too open
1: the The thing that Harry and I try and like hold ourselves to, especially when we're in the studio, not even just writing, is like you know, this might sound cool or this might be sick, but like. How how is it gonna sound live? Yeah, like how is it gonna sound with just some amps and some drums and some speakers? Like we 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 like take seriously like how how we sound actually us five playing versus how we sound you know on Spotify or iTunes or YouTube yeah. or whatever. And like we so far we think that like we've done a good job at like it's it's pretty much the same. Like, whenever you hear anything on the record, we do that live. Like, that's what we sound like live. And that's, we worked with Greg, who is the producer at Silver Bullet. Like, awesome. You know, we told him like, this, this is our sound. This is what we're going for. You know, this is who we are. Like, and we, he, he crushed it. Like the guitar tone that's on the record is what Dan and I sound like live. And like, the bass tone that is on the record is what Hawk sounds like live. Like, it's just, we try really hard to make sure that what they're listening to is just as honest as what they would be listening to. If they came and saw us at some yeah. bar, like it's that that's kind of like the bar that we try and set for ourselves.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so I guess with that, are you guys, um, you know, when, when you do a live show, um, what is it that uh, with the live show that gives it that edge? Cause I'm sure this is, this is kind of a, you know, maybe a, um, just a personal question of mine, but, uh, but like, I feel like there's always something at a live show that even if it sounds the same on the album, there's something that they, that you do at the live show. So what do you guys do with your live performance or, you know, what you're doing with the music? What is it that you do to, to make it an experience for your, we, for your fans?
1: We, we just try to have fun. Like we, like we're, we're not really like a, a gimmick band or like, we don't, we don't have anything on us or with us on stage. So like, yeah. you know, even, even separate us from every other band that's playing but like we, we just get on stage and we like to think that we have okay songs and we play them okay live. And like <laughs> we, and un- unfort like, unfortunately like being in a bunch of bands, not everyone can play their parts perfectly or not everyone can like, do everything they want to do live. So yeah. we try and do stuff like that and hope that, you know, people notice like, Oh, these dudes are, you know, they sound good and they're having fun and I'm nodding my head and they're at the show and watching all the other bands and having fun and hanging out at the merch table. Like that's cool. Like yeah. we, that's really what we strive to do.
0: That's awesome. And, uh, I, this is, this kind of may sound out of left field, but, uh, Um, what, what is it that motivates you to like, keep pursuing music?
1: Uh, everything else sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the easy, like I, I just recently graduated college. Um, so like I, I was doing all of that while being in the band and like Uh just everything else just is not nearly, I I don't have the same drive for it all. There's not as much
0: fulfillment there.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not even fulfillment. It's just like, you know, when I wake up and I have a bunch of band stuff to do, even if it's all on my computer, I'm like, cool, I get to do band stuff today. If I wake up and I have anything else besides that to do, I'm like, what the man, like, come on. Like, I really got to do this today. Like it's just, it's just the, it's the only thing. Like I, I I essentially just get to hang out with my four best friends and make cool stuff and, you know, be an idiot all day. It's just, it's just the coolest thing. There's, there's nothing better.
0: So with that, how, how do you make it? Um, like how have you made it possible for yourself to do that on a daily basis? Like, um, does that make sense? That what I, I guess, cause like, there's, there's obviously going to be other responsibilities typically in life. So oh, how yeah. have you, how have you made it so you can focus so much on, on being a musician?
1: Um, something that I tell people is being in a band is like having another full time job and also in a relationship with four other people.
0: <laughs> yeah. That like, sounds about right. It, it's,
1: it's that much more to do with your daily life. Um, so like, you know, that's twice or three times the amount of responsibility that I would have if I wasn't in this band. So like how I think about it is I have to work twice or three times as hard. So like when yeah. we're, when we're at home and we're gearing up for a tour or something like, I have to, you know, pick up extra shifts or do something like that to make sure that I'm in a good place for the band when I'm doing that. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, we're not in a place where you know the band is bringing in loads of money every month. This yeah, it's not sort of,
0: sustainable like, to be solo into the, just just musician because yeah, for most sure. like most musicians aren't having that stability, honestly.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> um. So it's the kind of thing where like, you know, I understand that, and if I want to keep going with this music thing and hope, hoping that it works out. Like I have to work hard and everything else to make sure while also working hard in this to try and make sure that it works out. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. And you know, the not band stuff is sometimes, you know, harder than the band stuff and yeah. all of it together is sometimes seems impossible, but so far so good. I yeah, guess. man.
0: So uh, I guess as a, as a follow up to that, how do you prevent burnout?
1: <laughs> I haven't found one yet. Um, <laughs> no, it's like, it, it's really important. Like, especially cause I, I live with Dan, the other guitars. So uh-huh. like, like, and Hawk is my best friend and Nick is my best friend and Harry's right. Like, so it's, you know, we spent like, when we get home from tour, we just spent two weeks together and you know, not the easiest of situations to be in. It's just like, for me, it's really important to like, just kind of do nothing for a day or two. Like, don't think about them. Don't think about the bands just like sit and let myself process everything and just play video games and not keep my mind on anything. Um, and like, even then, like, it's still, it's still tough. Like we get back from tour and then the group chat is like blowing up for some reason, or we leave for another weekend in a month. Like it's just, it's, you just kind of have to give yourself the time no matter what to like, you know, relax and like take a deep breath and take, take a step back from it for even a day or six hours or anything. Yeah. So that you're a little less burnt out when you come back.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so what do you do? um, I guess uh, to keep balance, like what's what's where this is something I I see a lot with musicians is, is uh, you know, you live with them in terms of, you know, bandmates, your, your, your roommates as well you you go on tour, a lot of them you know a lot of you are doing um very similar things in terms of work in terms of obviously you know what you were in school for part of the time as a band member um so how do you find balance because obviously you know as a human you can only do so much um, as uh, yeah. yeah the as just you know so much time in the day so how do you find balance in in life in general um on a daily basis
1: um I try and like, usually when I have a day off or two, like I try and get as much done in that day or off or two that I can for band stuff. Like that's when I send all my emails. That's when I do whatever I have to do. That's when I have to submit whatever I have to submit. Yeah. Um. And then the rest of like, it's it, a lot of it is just, you know, replying to an email or something like that. Yeah. Um, but like, as, as far as like relationship with each other, like I'm a big proprietor and to an annoying degree of like, you know, we all just got to be honest and talk to each other. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if, if we can't have practice that week or if, you know, this thing isn't going to work out because they're just losing their minds. Like, that's fine. We just, I would rather them or myself say that instead of just show up and be miserable. Yeah. Like, I think that, I think that like, we we all have a lot on our plate all the time. Like, yeah. Life is life and stuff is bad stuff. So like, you know, being honest and real, really helps sometimes yeah um especially when we're on the road or when Dan or I are at home like it's just sometimes it's like you know chill say we gotta say go from there you know
0: yeah so what's like a this is this this may sound a little a little weird this I I love listening to a lot of different like podcasts and audiobooks and stuff and mm-hmm. and a big thing that a lot of a lot of the ones I listen to are about like daily routines and like keeping okay. up a routine and whatnot. So what's like a routine for you? What's like a, like your typical day?
1: Oh God. I, I'm like one of the least routine people, <laughs> see, unfortunately. So my answer to the question is going to be great. Um, it, it depends like in, when, when I'm at home, I, I work kind of later in the day, like my normal hours are two to 10. Okay. So like kind um, of a swing shift. Yeah, I'll I'll sleep later. Like, and it's it's weird because like, Harry and Dan both have like early jobs. Dan's an electrician and Harry's a substitute teacher. So like, they're both like out of work by the time that like I'm going to work. Yeah. Um. So like, as our routines really clash and it kind of makes some things difficult sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, for me, like I usually I wake up and I you know check my email and take a shower and brush my teeth and do all that fun stuff. Um, and then I go to work and like, I'll come home and I'll do, I'll most days I try and do like some amount of productive music stuff whether whether it just be like playing or writing or doing band stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I really do just, you know, play video games for a little bit and then go to bed. My daily routine really, if, if I'd get one that day, it's really not that exciting.
0: Yeah. No, I was just, I was just curious. Cause honestly, with how much you have going on i'm just like man like i wonder how he balances it <laughs> so that's why I, that's why i ask
1: it's way better when i was in school everything was a show like, i can imagine <laughs> every, every every day was a roll of the dice like either i was gonna have nothing to do that day or i was gonna have 16 hours of work to do that day like it was just yeah. and especially like so me and hawks in school now too like we were we were both in on, online classes so uh-huh. like when we were on the road we were still doing work yeah um, which is nice because when you're on tour, there's a lot of downtime, but like, like tour schedule is or tour routine is just a whole different ballpark. Of, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's, it's rough sometimes.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard I, uh, um, so I, I had a conversation with Stephen Christian from Anne Berlin and talking to him oh, about cool. tour life was interesting to hear his, you know, just like, yeah, obviously I'm, those guys I'm, were on the road 200, 300 days out of the year. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the, those dudes can tell you leaps and bounds more than I can. I'm sure. But I,
0: honestly, they, they said it was still the same as when they, you know, were going on a week or a two week tour. It was still the same thing where it just like totally messes with your life in terms of, oh, yeah. in terms of schedule, in terms of of like you're you're throwing off your entire sleep schedule you're throwing off your entire like your food your diet is awful you have no exercise you have no balance of
1: anything (laughs) especially like we we usually try and do at least some kind of run whether it be a weekend or a week or two weeks like every uh month and a half to two months oh that's awesome yeah so and and then you know other bands do way more than that and i commend them for it but like you know it's we're essentially like screwing ourselves up coming home and then right as we're getting unscrewed up, we leave again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like th- this, this past, like tour, we got back from, I think it was two, two and a half weeks, a couple months ago. And then originally we were supposed to go on another three, two or three week run, like a month and a half later. Yeah. And like, we were all just like, that sounds like a bad idea <laughs> like that that sounds like we would just be sad the entire time
0: yeah uh, so just a like, bunch like, of masochists we, looking to hurt themselves
1: yeah like <laughs> it, it was it was just like we we could have done it it would have been fine but it was the kind of thing where uh we actually ended up with doing like five days instead yeah um and that was like way better it was it's like it just now we just got back and like i don't feel messed up by any means like yeah. I just get to go to work tomorrow and everything's going to be okay.
0: That's good. So what do you do for work?
1: Uh Right now I'm a line cook at a an Italian restaurant in Bennington, Vermont.
0: That's a tough job, um, man.
1: Yeah. It's brutal. It's something <laughs> I, I've i been working. Hawk, Hawk and I have both been in the food industry for like four or five years. So,
0: Props to you, man.
1: Yeah. That's some it's, hard work.
0: I think people under... Yeah underestimate the uh the amount of difficulty especially line cook like there's a lot of stress yeah. right there man
1: yeah and you know i uh i'm usually a server but like i came back to help out with that i've these people have known me for forever so you know line cook and i was more than happy to do it but like it it definitely burns me out faster than front of house did yeah by a long shot
0: yeah yeah man i uh i can't imagine that's a, that's a ton of work so uh so what did you go to school for
1: Uh, I went to school for, uh, communications, marketing and business. So nothing fun and everything (laughs) I regret.
0: (laughs) I mean, I, I went to school for business and marketing and, uh, and
1: what's wrong with (laughs) us.
0: See, I, the, the thing that, that really ticked me off about that degree is pretty much it led to a sales job. And that's where, that's where I got annoyed as I was like, I don't want to be in sales. I love talking to people and I love getting to know people. And I, I love that interaction but a marketing degree is basically a degree, uh, a four year degree in sales, but you didn't yeah. know that you are getting a degree in sales until you get out into the job market. You're like, Oh, I got a degree in marketing. Oh, we got a sales position. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's like, I kind of feel like I've just like, it's because I, especially because I did my degree mostly online. Like, I feel like I've spent the last four years figuring out how like social media works as far as businesses are concerned. Yep. And that's cool because I it's sometimes helpful for band stuff. But like, as far as real skills that I can put down on a resume, I'm like, I can help you with your hashtags and <laughs> the algorithm. But like, that's all I got. Like, I, I I don't know how I'm supposed to sell myself anymore. Yeah, because because like you know all of the stuff that I've learned from my degree, I've put into the band, and some of it works. Some of it works really well. But like, no company wants to to hear like, oh, I use my degree to build a band. Do you want to look at it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there are, there are definitely some cool companies out there that will actually see real life, real life experience, but you're right. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the corporate buttoned up type companies aren't going to be, aren't going to be real interested in. Yeah. I, I, I built a a social media presence for my band and we were able to do this and this, we were able to go on tours because of it, you know, buttoned yeah. up companies don't really care too much
1: <laughs> No, they're like what What were what were uh internships i'm like i don't have any they're yeah really perfect <laughs> you're
0: fired yeah dude it's it's brutal man like the workforce is a, a brutal place already as it is but uh yeah yeah i uh i so i got my degree five four years ago four years okay. ago and uh and i was like okay now what do i do And so I've been, like I said, in sales jobs, right, working in sales and sales and sales. And then I finally (laughs) just was like, you know what, I'm going to go and do a software development boot camp because that's actually something I can do. And so I uh, start honestly, actually, uh, I start on Monday, my new job as a software developer. So hopefully that goes a little better than all the sales jobs that I've been thrust yeah, into in the past yeah, <laughs> but yeah dude, yeah it, honestly it's that same thing though man where it's like uh what did i do like this is literally not doing much for me i i want to i want to actually accomplish something
1: <laughs> yeah i i don't know who let 18 year old me go to college but like they deserve terrible things to happen to them <laughs> right
0: yeah too. i uh i was fortunate i so i went to college at 18 And then I took a two year hiatus. I, I uh, served like a a church service mission and uh, came back. So I was, I was 21 by the time I actually really started college. And that was a little bit better time to really jump in and and understand what I was getting myself into.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I definitely didn't have like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like traditional route Like I, I did one state university and then transferred to another. And then like, I was originally, I I dropped out. I was like, I'm not doing this. But then I kind of realized that I couldn't drop out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I went to school online and like, it was cool because they, they definitely helped me like figure out a little more of like what my degree could offer and like what I, what I could do. But like, I was already way too deep in to change my mind like it was just kind of like a, you can start over and that'll take way longer or you can finish this thing and we'll kind of tweak it to what you want to know. I was like, yeah. all right, let's do this.
0: <laughs> oh man. It's a, it's a rough world, man. Like the, yeah. the formal education world is, uh, is losing some of its oomph that it used to yeah. have.
1: <laughs> it uh, I don't know. And like, so Dan is a licensed electrician and like he didn't go to college. He just, learn your trade and he makes me feel like an idiot every day dude trade like, what, schools you know, are money does, man yeah he what he does is so cool and like i i love he loves what he does and i love that he loves what he does and like hearing him talk about it i'm just like damn it, dude like what what was i doing what was i thinking like it's just, <laughs> yeah yeah it's
0: yeah. those trades are cool though man like there's so much need for like you know yeah. i i've got a neighbor he uh like he's super successful, like way more successful than I am. He didn't even graduate high school, and he's yeah. a he's a welder, and his job is recession proof. It's like he gets paid way more than than I do, and I'm like, dude, props to you, man, awesome.
1: Dude, like learn a trade, <laughs> learn some riffs, and call it a day. Like yeah, that's, man. That's what I wish someone told me.
0: Yeah, like five like, years ago, because now, because now, I mean really you're, uh, you're in a, in a similar position as you would have been, had you not gone to school, right? Like in oh, yeah, terms of you'd still be making music, you'd still be working, you know, you used to be working full time, but yep. you just wouldn't have that burden on your shoulders that you currently have.
1: But Hey man, I got that piece of paper and I did it. You know? <laughs> it's a Bang valuable job. piece
0: of paper. Well, it's not, va- it's an expensive piece of paper. It's, That's, is, it's expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to pay, can't
0: wait to be on tour paying that off. That's I know, so awesome. right? <laughs> oh man, so let's uh, so let's jump back to uh, to the band a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got, we got off topic.
0: No, no, it's, I, I love going off topic. It's kind of it's kind of oh, fun, fun for so me. Fun. <laughs> so uh So tell me, you said your favorite song on the album um, was uh, you said attention.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. But you said Streetlights is super like dear to you, right?
1: yeah um so street Lates, i wrote about um my grandmother that died of alzheimer's oh man um, yeah so like it that's playing playing that song and hearing that song like it's it, it's heavy for me yeah um, i'll have to listen like,
0: to it again with the new perspective yeah, it, it's, def-
1: it's definitely not you know subtle for lack of a better word like it's it's and to the point where like I said, we released it that single on tour like And, uh, one of the members of the band that we were touring with Overthinker, came up to me and he was just like, yo, like my grandmother died of Alzheimer's too. I was like, Oh damn, you got that immediately. He was like, yeah, like he was, he was like, that was so crazy to watch. And like, it definitely like made me feel these feelings. I was like, that's insane to me. Like that's so crazy.
0: See, the interesting thing is, is for someone who doesn't know anything about Alzheimer's. Well, I know what Alzheimer's is, but yeah. hasn't had firsthand experience in it or even secondhand experience. I I don't know anyone who's experienced someone with Alzheimer's uh, until you. um. And so, so for me, you know, you're saying it's not subtle, but I didn't catch it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, it's definitely the kind of thing of like, you know, if you don't know that much about it, it's, it's probably like, and that's, that's what we wanted to express in the video is like, you know, it's definitely about that one thing, but if you haven't been affected by that one thing and you watch it, it's still, you know, heavy and interesting and yeah. cool. Like it's, but like those, those who have went, gone through it, like they, I, I like to think that maybe they catch up on it. Who knows?
0: Yeah. That's cool. Well, obviously someone caught on to it pretty quick, yeah. you know? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, so why is attention your favorite? What's, what makes it your favorite?
1: Um, I don't know. Like I just, I really like songs that aren't for like linear, if that makes sense, that yeah. aren't just like the same thing for the whole song. Um and I feel like that song, especially live, like builds a lot of tension. Yeah. And like is super cathartic with that tension. And like um some of the lyrics on there are s- some lyrics that I really like that I wrote forever ago. And like, I don't know, just play playing that song live, I I will never not get a kick out of. Like it's just so fun. It's
0: yeah. so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I think Mulligan is one of my favorites. I, I felt like it had, I, I believe that was the one, uh, I have to, man, I, I feel like I have to listen again, but I think Mulligan was the one that I really enjoyed. I, I would have to, uh, to make sure I listened through again, but, uh, cause there were some, it, it was the, the most like, um, golden era of music. Like it was the, the strongest vibe that I got of that era. And I was like, that's man, so this funny. song is so dope. <laughs> I'm that's pretty so sure funny. it was Mulligan. So, <laughs>
1: um, Mulligan is like, I think it's Harry's and Nick's favorite song, but it's my least favorite. Not saying that I don't like it, but like well,
0: obviously you like it, but it's of, not of your, all the songs. Yeah. It's like,
1: that's definitely not the one that I drive the best with. So yeah. like, whenever I hear people like people's reasoning for why they like it the best, I'm always like, huh, I never even realized that. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: just it's just the vibe because there is like I, I'm like I said I'm it's pretty sure it's this windy. one. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's yeah. this one because there's parts where like where like it it you know hits the hits the snare stops like there's no sound and then it's just a high vocal almost yep. like brand new does. And yeah. and there that, you know, every time that happened, I was like,
1: yes, <laughs> that, that, that sounds definitely cool. And like that, that song is cool because like it's spacey, but also has like the the heavier beefy rhythms. Like, yeah, it, it is. It is a really cool song. Yeah. I love that song.
0: And it's kind of funny because for a long time, so so control would have been a very very like least favorite of mine a long time ago, uh, not even that long ago honestly, um, but in the in the recent year and a half to two years. I I started being introduced to this newer genre in my mind, new genre for me, not new genre overall, but new genre in terms of like bands like Trash Boat and like Pacific. Oh,
1: Trash Boat's so sick. Yeah. Life Pacific is also sick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those, those hard gritty vocals where they'll yeah. have the, you know, they'll have those moments of just like, just straight, basically angry, you know, just yelling. And, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then, recently uh, probably one of the honestly in my mind one of the best albums of the year dropped which was capstan and their new album is phenomenal and i
1: still have yet to listen to capstan at all
0: dude check out the new album because i I need to legit they've got a freaking saxophone in one of their songs that also has screaming in it
1: it's we love that
0: it's so cool dude they they make some dope music like i had never listened to them until they started releasing some singles and i saw uh, you know one of the sponsored posts on facebook and because i listen to so much music i'm constantly getting new new posts and i'm like "Eh, half of Mm -hmm. them suck but but capstan was one where i was like dude this song is absolutely amazing and it's just gotten better and better and i just keep listening to the album all the time
1: Right. That, that's like, I I'm definitely one of those people that like listens to the same eight records over and over and over again. Yeah. And like every two weeks, I'm just like bored of everything I listen to. So I, that's, that'll be on my list now. Yeah. Like, Cause
0: like, that's me, dude. Like I am, I'm someone who's going to keep going back to, to what I know, you know what I mean? But yeah, like sure. there, there are some bands that like, um, that I just have become really big fan of. And like another one would be like torches, which is another super awesome band. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, so, so control, I actually really enjoy it now is basically the, what I was getting at <laughs> Yeah. because I, I would not have uh, a few years ago, but I really enjoy that. And I like how it kind of hits hard and then yeah. falls into attention, which is like a very different song. Um, yeah. It's
1: more like upbeat and not, not quite poppy, but like, you know, gr- Jumpy, like yeah, much more know.
0: pop rock than yeah than you know uh, rock rock, <laughs> yeah for sure, and so so that's that kind of leads me to the question of like how did you guys kind of set up the the order of songs? was that like a random thing or was it really intentioned
1: um, it was definitely intentional, like i I feel like i don't I don't know if everyone band does this, but like I personally feel like your track list is incredibly important to like the integrity of the record like I, I agree I, think,
0: I agree completely. yeah I th-
1: like it it has to like flow a certain way and like certain things need to be in certain places and like you know when you're only working with five songs you really got to be careful yeah because like you know if you put the wrong song first and second then people maybe won't listen to the third fourth and fifth like yep. it's just like you really got to pick and choose where stuff is going and like control we figured would be cool to start with because like you said like it it really hits hard like it it just and I like control cause it's like gloomy. Like everything about that song is like gl- gloomy and dark and like, it's just gritty. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Wow. Gritty is a good word. And then like, it, like you said, it goes into a tension That's like way more upbeat and like interesting. It has more tension and like has more dynamics to the song. Yeah. And like, I feel like if you like were to like line graph the record, it just kind of like continuously goes up and down as far as like how you're feeling or what you're feeling when you're yeah. listening to it, yeah, and I, I that's why I love Theodore. It's in is because it just like the whole time it's like a different ride every song, yeah. Um, and I think in like with a song like without you in October, you know that's definitely a slower, softer, more mild song. So like having that in the middle, like kind of almost as an intermission of like, you know, you get to catch your breath and then it's Mulligan and then Street Lights, which both kind of are like a little dreamy but also have like these hard-hitting parts like it's yeah. just it the the order of it is just awesome yeah
0: it's it's kind of funny my uh so one of my best friends he and I in high school we uh he and I were just huge music guys so so he and I were in bands together and things like that um but uh he, there were certain albums I honestly I'd have to talk to him to figure out which ones they were but we called them caffeine albums. Um, because they would come out hitting hard like yours and then Uh they, and then you'd have your, you know, your crash, right. Where it gets all soft and nice and and gentle. And then it gets really hard again. Like you just had more caffeine and then it crashes (laughs) and it's kind of does the ebb and flow, you know, but we called them caffeine
1: albums. (laughs) That's why I really like can't swim. Yeah. Like they, they do that all the time where it's like just Hard hitting, cool riffs, and like really flowy verses, and then they just you know put a put a pause in there that's like super emotional and heartfelt, and then it just like right back into it. Like I I think that that is just so fun. I really do.
0: Oh yeah, dude, it's it's fun, man. It just it gives a dynamic to the listening experience. And I'm someone who I love listening through an entire album, and so like that there's an experience to be had from start to finish if done correctly. Um, For sure, but. Can you can you explain to me? I I like Can't Swim. I really enjoyed okay. their "This Two Won't Pass" album. Yeah. Um, can you explain to me this foreign language EP though? Like I just uh, so I didn't get it. I I just it didn't. It it's didn't, not that
1: I don't get it. It's you know it's still cool. I like it's a different direction. I understand it, but like you know when when I see a Can't Swim record that has Adam from Taking Back Sunday in there my expectations are through the roof. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like I, I I wanted to hit that first track and just be blown away. Yeah. Like from start to finish. And like I listen to it in like uh Filthy Rich, the single. That's a really cool song. Like I I will jam to that all day. But like I, I think he's given another listen. Like my Nick, our drummer actually today was telling me how he listened to it again and he liked it a lot. So okay. I have to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have to listen again. Cause I just didn't get it. It just didn't. Yeah. Cause this two won't pass was like super, super dope. It was a really, yeah. really well put together album. And that was the first time I'd heard can't swim. And so maybe okay. that was the problem is, is that was like my only, my only, uh, um, kind of you know dipping in the water of their music and then i hear this this new one and i hear filthy rich and i i honestly i did not vibe with filthy rich i i did not like that one but but like i just didn't get the album i was like what the heck but i i know that they're super stoked on it and so i've got to give it another chance
1: it's it's gonna be interesting to see because it is an ep so like i don't know if you know that's the new can't swim or if it was just like a here's a thing that's a deviation and then we'll go back to something different like it'll sure, be yeah, to see what they do next. yeah um, for sure but it is like you know even this 2 won't pass from the first cp like the black and white one with the girl with the glasses yeah um you know it's 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 more aggressive it's cool and it's it's different but like you can still see kind of like the point a to point b yeah from that first cp to that record but then like i I was just like, what the hell's going on here? Like <laughs> not, not, not in a bad way. Just in like, uh, you know, the progression just like went from like, okay, 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 okay. Hold up. What's going on now? Like, it was just like, it was weird. I, yeah. I am going to listen to it again.
0: Yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll have to give it another listen. Cause can't swim phenomenally talented band. So can't deny that yeah. obviously, um, yeah, exactly. seem like just really cool it. dudes too. Um, just, following them on social media and stuff. They seem like super rad da- guys, but, uh, but okay. yeah, I just, I just didn't know. I was like, man, maybe someone else gets it better than I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely like, there's, I think there's, there's, there's five or six songs on that record. And I think half of them, I was pretty into when I first listened to them. But the other half, I was like, I don't get this, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it another shot. So yeah.
0: We'll, see. <laughs> well, dude, I, I always love to, to close things out with just kind of fun, uh, you know, random questions. So if you don't mind, if you got another minute or two, um, all right, dude. So first question I, uh, I asked this one cause I was just eating a giant bag of Swedish fish today. What is your favorite Ooh. candy?
1: Ooh, uh, Nick and I eat a lot of candy, like a lot, a lot of candy. <laughs> Me too. Um, I feel like, I feel like the easiest answer is probably something like Sour Patch Kids
0: super solid but answer.
1: I feel like if, if any candy has the Haribo logo on it, I'm, I'm going to love it no matter what. Heck yeah. Is, is my answer for that question. Some
0: gummy bears.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> everything they make is just gummy gold. And yeah. I love gummy
0: it. gold. That's a great, that's a great line right there. Huh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, obviously you work at an Italian restaurant, but uh, what's your favorite food?
1: Uh, this is the second time someone's asked me this in an interview and I never know. My answer <laughs> last time was turkey, which was, uh, I don't even know hey, where the it's hell it's almost Thanksgiving, man.
0: So that's perfect. That's a great yeah, answer. That's,
1: true, but like, it was kind of, that's not what anyone in the world says. When that's they ask that's very true. I mean,
0: unless you, unless you're from the South and you love yeah. going to like fairs and you get like the giant turkey, uh, drumstick, fried turkey, drumstick, whatever.
1: I live in the Northeast though, so I can't say that. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the North, does the Northeast have fairs with giant
1: fried turkey drumsticks? I haven't, I haven't been to a fair in quite some time, so I don't know answer to that question, but I feel like my favorite food, I don't know, man, a, a good cheeseburger is solid. You oh yeah. I mean, yeah. like pizza, pizza is obviously delicious, but like a, a, a good cheeseburger really does knock it out in the park.
0: So Northeast, you've got Shake Shack up there, right?
1: Uh, We have a couple. Like, I, I think I have to drive like an hour, hour and a half to get to closer Shake Shack.
0: Okay. So what's your burger of choice if like given the option?
1: Uh, make one or drive an hour. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But it, it, when we're on the road, like uh, Five Guys is always tremendous oh, yeah. for a burger.
0: I dig Five Guys, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty phenomenal as far as fast food is concerned. Yeah. Uh, Actually, no. I'm gonna change my answer. Uh, Chipotle is my favorite food,
0: dude. A good Chipotle burrito is like money. That is just.
1: I I wake up craving them every day, and (laughs) I can never get them, and it's the saddest thing.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, that's such such great food. Oh my god. That gosh. is
1: that is my final answer, and I will never forget <laughs> that until
0: I die. All right. That's the million dollar answer right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh so this one is is uh a fun one typically. What is the best concert slash your favorite concert? Because typically those can be different um that you've ever been to.
1: Um I'm really bad at remembering concerts, but I I used this answer recently, so I'm gonna do it again. Uh let Live and Taking Back Sunday. Oh, uh, nice! We toured with the Menzingers a while back, and I went to that show, and that was Let Live and Taking Back Sunday, are two of my favorite bands. So that that's gonna go down as one of the best shows ever, and you know, it's gonna be hard to top for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Well, uh, last question. All right. What I I I may have you may have already given away the answer earlier by telling about your daily routine, but what is your favorite uh, non musical hobby?
1: Oh, video games for sure. Yeah. Yeah, So you did give away your answer.
0: (laughs) So what game are you into?
1: Uh, right now, uh, me and Nick are really into a game called the Binding of Isaac. I don't Um, know what that one is. Yeah. It's like, it's like a weird indie game. That's awesome. Uh, We play a lot of destiny. Okay. Uh, Red Dead Redemption two. I've been working on recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, Death Stranding just came out this past Friday, so I need to buy that. The new Star Wars games comes out this I'm Friday. I'm pumped so you for that one, that. dude. Oh, I am so Did so you
0: already bad. watch the new episode of The Mandalorian?
1: I just, I fun fact, that's what I did before I came on the interview. <laughs> dude, it was so dope. <laughs> I'm so cool. excited. The So, like, did, I'm probably as excited for Disney Plus as I am for, like, a new video game. Oh, yeah, like, dude. It's, like, it's crazy i remember like so i, I was splitting with a friend of mine so he texted me it was like hey i got it today and i was like cool I'll, i'm gonna watch it something this week so like right before this i was checking out watching my and like there is everything
0: yeah dude so i've i've got a four-year-old son and oh, really? i'm now able to introduce him to gargoyles to okay. like darkwing duck yeah, to like well, Chippendale, some of my favorite cartoons when I was a kid, man.
1: <laughs> I, I was just stoked because like, first of all, like, we like there's finally a place to watch every Star Wars movie. For yeah, I started
0: watching episode one yesterday to, to make sure I'm uh, all caught up when the movie comes out.
1: After Mandalorian, I started watching Monsters, Inc., and it was like the best thing in the world. Because <laughs> I was just like, this is just at my fingertips always now. Like, yeah, it's it's, they, it's they, they, they crushed it. They really
0: did. Yeah. It's going to be a problem in the long run for me.
1: Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: My, my wife is really excited though. Cause like all those classic Disney's are on there and uh, we're going to Disney world as yeah. a family in April. And so like, so oh, she's hey. like, Oh, all of our kids get to, you know, both of our kids get to know all of the Disney stuff and I get to catch up on it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, yeah, like sh- show them everything. There's so much good stuff to be had. Like, yeah,
0: dude. That's, I, that's
1: why it's so like all the old Spider-Man cartoons are on there. Like all literally of them. Yeah. Everything in the world is un- like is under that one app, and it's yeah. so tremendous.
0: And then the Simpsons, you know, just to top it yeah. all off.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll watch the Simpsons. I've never watched it before. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a
0: shot. Yeah, I hear the the first 12 seasons are the real good ones. I I honestly've yeah. never watched it either. I watched the movie back when it came out, but I honestly've oh, never the watched so the TV tremendous. show. The movie's
1: <laughs> so funny.
0: Yeah. Oh man! Well, dude, thank you so much for joining me, man. It was an absolute blast. And yeah, thanks uh, nice for having me.
1: This, this was
0: fun. Yeah, dude, and like I said, congrats on the new EP. It is awesome. It's very well done. So, uh, so pat yourself on the back. Send the congrats to the guys at the band because because you guys did an awesome job. And uh, I'm really excited to see you know what continues going forward because because uh, awesome. this was an awesome showing. So,
1: well, thank you very much. That's that's those are very kind words. We appreciate it.